0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com. Okay, good morning, everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Uh, today's breakfast is uh, dedicated by Rev. Huda Goglans in honor of the return of Yoshua from uh, learning in Eretz Yisrael and And he should be Matzliach in all of his learning and all of his endeavors. from all your children. Thank you, Aryeh, for picking up the breakfast want to share with you some halachos about the Dikas chametz. Um Some of it is, uh, we didn't have a chance to mention yesterday, and some uh, other important inyanim. We mentioned that chametz is different than all other instruments, and that is chametz is not even Batal b'mashihu. That means if a, a crumb of chametz falls into a thousand times as much, it is not Batal. This halacha, that chametz is not bought Mashahu mashuhu, has a fa- following halachic ramification. And that is the isra of halaa. The isra of halaa. Which means as follows. Let's say you're in Great Adventures. Now that's your first mistake. You went to Great Adventures. Why you went there? You didn't learn your lesson from last year? I don't know. I can't answer that. Why you want to inflict yourself with, you know, permanent brain damage, you know, having your head shaken back and forth. But anyway... Um, Come, come. It's okay. Um, you're sitting at a table and there's a Gentile eating uh, bacon on the ta- at the table. So are you allowed to eat kosher food at the same table that a, ju- a guy is eating treif? What's halacha? Are you allowed to eat kosher food on the same table that a guy is eating treif? You know, um, do you need to have a separate tablecloth? Do you need to have a separate placemat? Halacha is, there's no isra at all. You could eat kosher food. The guy could be Within your Dalet Amis. there's no iser to eat kosher food next to someone eating tray food. I, are you worried that a little crumb of his food will fall into your food? No. Why? Because even if the crumb falls, in, it's batabashisha. Are you worried that you might accidentally forget and say, Hey, Tony, can I have a piece of the cheeseburger? We're not worried. Why? Because uh, you never eat, uh, eat treif, So we're not worried you're going to forget. That's by trey. How about by basar b'chalaf? What about by milk and meat? By milk and meat... There is a Yisra of hala. Yisra of hala means that because both foods are kosher, and typically you eat that kind of food, just you know how to eat it now, because right now I'm fleshik, right now I'm milchic, so the Halacha is you cannot eat meat and milk at the same table. In other words, if you're here eating a bagel and cream cheese, and I want to eat a salami sandwich, I cannot eat it at the same table that you're eating it on. What do you need to do? You need to have a hecker. You need to either put something down, something down on the table that's not ordinarily there. You you know, or I eat it on a separate placemat, or you have a tablecloth, I don't have a tablecloth. There needs to be some recognizable reminder to remind you because I usually eat a bagel and cream cheese. I personally don't, but people, many people do. It's kosher food, so we're afraid that while you're eating meat, you might forget and you might partake of their food, and therefore, the halacha is that you need to have a heker. How about chametz? Can I eat my matzah and um, cream cheese? What do people put on? I forgot. Matzah and jelly. Can I eat my matzah? what do you like? Nothing. Ma- Maishu goes to hard-boiled eggs and chocolate. A rosemary chocolate, right? So, and maybe a few lady fingers. So am I allowed to eat my matzah on the same table that someone's eating chametz? with a separate placemat or with a separate tablecloth the answer is no there is an isra of hala and it's not going to help to have a hecker to have a reminder because whether i whether we're worried that i'm going to eat from your sandwich or not that could be taken care of with a hecker but what i'm worried about is that the wind may blow one crumb of your chametz into my food so if it would be trafe it wouldn't even be batol it would be bashishim. Right, If it would be tray food, it would be batol and maishishim. But chametz is not even batol bamashahu, It's not even the b'elef. And therefore, you cannot eat at the same table that somebody is eating chametz on. What if the table is a mile long? So I'm on one side, and the guy is a mile down. Am I allowed to eat matzah on the same table someone's eating chametz a mile down? After all, if the Hoch Shash is some, something's going to fly into my food, it's very unlikely from a mile away a crumb's going to fall into my food. The answer Chayyadim says is light plug. We don't make any distinction that no matter what, under all conditions, you cannot eat matzah, a pesach dick a meal, on the same table, someone's eating chametz. The Nite Gavriel argues, and I, you know I didn't see this anywhere else, but he makes the case that if you're on an airplane, and, you know, you have the two trays, so uh, technically they're two separate trays, but they're in very close proximity. You should not eat your Pesach meal while somebody next to you is eating chametz. If it would be on a regular day where somebody's eating treif, you could eat kosher food at the same time. I, you know, something may spill into your food, it's not a, it's not a problem, it's batol bashishim But by chametz, uh, there's a, more of a concern, and chametz is not even batol B'mashihu. So this is an important ramification of chametz is not even Batol Ba'elef And that is the iser of Hala'ah. Let's talk a little bit about the Dikas Yesterday in the Shabbos Sagalaj Rasha We brought uh, the Shita, the Rama The Rama says you should put out pieces of bread For the Dikas The Rama says so, so it should not be a Bracha Because otherwise you're going to search But you're not going to find anything Maybe it's a Bracha levatala. The Rama says, really, it's not going to be a bracha because the bracha is, I make a bracha, if I find, I should burn. But if I don't find, then I won't burn. The Taz gave a different reason why it's not a bracha because the bracha is not on searching, it's on burning. And tomorrow in the morning, whether you find or you don't find, you're going to have chametz to burn. The question is, do you put out the pieces of chametz if you're doing a bedikah, let's say, on the 13th or the 12th, that we discussed at the Shabbat HaGadah, Joshua. We said that according to the Ramah, that the whole reason to make a bracha, the whole reason to put out the pieces of food is so that it shouldn't be a bracha levatala, since on the 13th or the 12th or the 11th, you're not making a bracha, so there's no concern of bracha levatala, there would be no reason to put out the bread. So I just want to, I, I didn't mention this yesterday, perhaps another reason why you would put out bread even on the 13th, the 12th, or 11th. Again, the conclusion is you don't. But, but this is an important svara to be aware of. The Chayk Yaakov. Chayk Yaakov is uh, an important parish in Shulchan Aruch, on Hilches Pesach. He also wrote on Yerodeah, Tairas Hashlamim. He also wrote on the Ein Yaakov, he wrote Ion Yaakov. And he also wrote Shal Shvos Yaakov. And he he says the following sorrow. What's the reason we put out pieces of bread? He says, uh, human nature is, I don't think I mentioned this yesterday. Human nature is that if you have a job and you're not really being successful at the job, you just throw in the towel and you just, you know, you don't do the job well. So most people clean their houses very well for Pesach. When you're doing B'dik Aschametz, what's the likelihood you're going to find something? I mean, did you, did you ever really find something? It's probably hit or miss, you know. Probably most people, the only thing they really find are the ten pieces. Sometimes, yeah. Some, one time I found the Cheerio and the radiator, right? But if you don't put out the ten pieces, after five minutes, well, what, you know, you're not finding anything. Your house is, you know, sparkling clean. You say, forget the whole thing, it's a, it's a charade, it's a joke, There's not, I'm not looking for anything. And, you just, don't, you, and you, don't, you just go through the motions of the rest of the badika, because your search is not yielding any results. So what we do is, we tell you, put out the ten pieces. So now while you're searching, oh, look, I found something. I found something. I found something. And basically, you're, you're giving yourself a false sense of success in your search. But that's going to prod you on to really search. Then you're going to search your radiator, and you're going to attack a find the chametz that had you not put out the tabbices, you wouldn't have found. Which is, which is in general, it's a good lesson in chinuch. You know that sometimes it's worthwhile to give people a false sense of of success, because success breeds success. You know, okay. Whoever um, you know, on a test, if you're if you're a teacher, you know, give a bunch of questions that they're going to get the right answer, so that the hard questions they're going to exert themselves to to try to get the right answer. Anyway, according to that svara, that the reason to put out the ten pieces of bread is to ensure a thorough search then it would come out that one should put out the 10 pieces, whether it's the 14th, the 13th, the 12th, the 11th, it, it really doesn't matter. But again, we mentioned from Shemuel Kamenetsky, the, the Iker Svara is a Svara of the Ramah, that the reason we put out the 10 pieces is so that it shouldn't be a bracha lavatala. so since you're not making a bracha on any other night but the 14th, you would not um, put out the 10 pieces. Okay, using a flashlight. Should you, could you use a flashlight for B'Rikas Hametz? So, regarding using a bulb for let's say Shabbos candles that's the shaila in the Pisgum whether you could use an electric bulb for Nair but when it comes to um, when it comes to B'dikas Chameitz it's pretty unanimous that you're allowed to use a flashlight Rav Aaron Cutler says Loi gara miner. it's no worse than an air. Rav Moshe Feinstein says it's better than a candle so you say great I'll use my cell phone. No, how could you use your cell phone? It's, you turned it off for Vidika Chametz. Do not use your cell phone for Vidika Chametz. You want your kids' memory of Vidika Chametz to be their father, you know, scrolling down different news outlets while they're doing Vedikas chames, then the kid, he's going to think the minog is that the night before Pesach you walk around with your phone while looking at the news. Put the stupid phone away for Vedikas Chamez. Go get yourself a flashlight for five bucks. Don't use the flashlight on the phone. No, I put it on airplane mode. There is no way you're going to get through the whole Vediko without checking your phone. You can't do it. Okay? You're not going to be able to do it. Anyway, but the post says as follows, Yisrael Kedoshim Haim, And we like to do things the way they were always done. And even though um, using a candle is dangerous to get near the carpet, to get near the drapes, at least start it with a candle. And then after a minute, you segue into a flashlight. But uh, a flashlight, you are allowed to use a flashlight for B'dikas Chometz. Now what's the reason why we do B'dikas Chometz? At time. Why don't we do it during the day? So that's the Gemara's question on the and The Mishnah says, So Gemara wants to know do the B'dika in the morning. Number one, people are not home during the day. And number two, that the light of the candle is good for badika. Because you need to get into the cracks and the crevices, right? You need to get into the cracks and the crevices. So therefore, you want to use the candlelight. So the candlelight works better in the nighttime than it works during the day. So then you would think, if the whole reason to do badika at night is to be able to use a candle, should you turn off the lights for badika's Aschametz? Because the whole reason we do it at night is because the candle works better at night. Why does the candle work better at night? Because it works better without daylight. So Rav Moshe Sternbach writes, you should turn off the lights for Badikas Aschametz. However... <coughs> None of the posts can agree with that. Rav Shlomo said, do not turn off the light. It's better with the light on. It's only the daylight that interferes with the candlelight. Electricity does not interfere with candlelight. Number two, the stipler said, do not turn off the light. Ramosha says, do not turn off the light. And the halacha is, you do not turn off the lights for Vedikas chametz. Now, let's talk about the pieces of bread. Okay, let's talk about the pieces of bread. The first thing is, you're cleaning your house from chametz. The last thing you want to do is take 10 pieces of sourdough challah. You know sourdough? The thing, it's just like a million crumbs together. You touch it, it crumbles over the whole house. Within seconds, it diffuses through the whole house. The last thing you want to do is ruin your house by putting out the 10 pieces of bread. So therefore, you want to wrap them up. You, now, you also want to unwrap them when you burn them because if they're wrapped in silver foil while you're burning them, they could sit in there for 30 hours, nothing's going to happen there. You were never a in the midst of Tashvisa. So you want to wrap them for the Badika. You want to unwrap them for the burning. How big should they be? This is very important. It, each piece should be less than a Kazayis. Why? Because if you, if you lose one you're not going to violate the Mitzvah, the Yisr Daira'isov, of Rab, So this way it's less than a Kezayis. However, in total, they should be more than a Kezayis. So that when you burn it, you're Mekayim, the Mitzvah of Tashvisu. So you want to make sure, now I can't tell you what the, the pre-certified, pre, pre, um, pre-owned uh, 10 pieces kit that you buy in the store are following these Halachas, but again, each piece should be less than a kazayas. This way, if you if you lose one, you're not oivir Rabbi imatzei. And together, all ten pieces should be have more a kazayas. If, if what? If you have more yeah. chometz yeah. to burn, you'll have a kezayis. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, again, obviously, if the the badika's all you're doing is I'm collecting where I put the ten pieces then it is a brachal of The purpose is not to collect the 10 pieces. The purpose is to make sure you don't have chametz in your house. Now, does that mean I have to take out every sock from every drawer and go into every single crack and crevice in my house? That would take about five, six, seven hours. Anyone doing that? So, you know, what, it's not enough just to look for the ten pieces. Obviously, to take out every single item, but you're going to go through every sack. Rafael, you're going to take every sack, turn it inside out, make sure there are no crumbs in the socks. But that's going to take a very long time. you going to, you know. So, this is what you do. Before Pesach, you clean your house. You clean your whole house. During B'tik Haschames, you ascertain Okay, you tell you, was this, was this cleaned? Was this drawer taken care of? Was this area taken care of? So in other words, you're not just looking for the ten pieces, you are searching the whole house, but in the, in the days before Pesach, everything was cleaned. So you're going around ascertaining that every area was taken care of. If it wasn't, now's the time to do it. If it was, okay, we're good at this area. We're good in this area. Okay, that's, that's the purpose of B'dikas Chameitz. Now let's talk about Erev Pesach for a moment. Sure uh, Is there anything that refers to uh, the chametz, let of say in your house and your car the your house and your garage Absolutely the digital chametz has to be done on your car Now it doesn't mean you have to take the candle into the car You could also ascertain okay did we take care of the car today was the car vacuum Yankee did you make sure to do under the, under the car seat did you make sure to check the glove compartment Okay, so if that's... A, yeah, but part of... Uh, part of badikah is to make sure all of your uh, domains are accounted for. You don't have to do it that, that, at night, but putting a piece over there, a piece... No, one of the pieces you don't have to put there, but during the badikah you need to ascertain that that was or will be done. Okay. Um, I want to talk about chametz of a guy. If, let's say, you... Uh, you have to have a repair on Yom tif, Something that you're allowed to do. A guy comes into your house... Um, during the year, he brings in a, a, a ham sandwich. Is it, uh, could do you have to say, "Excuse me, Mr. Guy, take it out of the house." I, you know, you can't eat treif in my house. No, there's no isher for a guy to eat treif in your house. What if the guy comes in with chametz in your house? Not a problem. Why? chametz. You can't see. By an akum, it's not a problem. It's the Gemara Darshins and mm-hmm. Pesachim mm-hmm. Daphei. Shalcha Shalcha iataroya, aval ataroya shal achirim. I were afraid you're going to come to eat it. Like we said, we're not afraid. To go, you're, not, you're not going to take Tony's ham sandwich. He's going to take out a gun. You're going to take it. You're going to say, give me. you take a sandwich. No, you're not going to take a sandwich. We're not worried. Now, the Beer Hagura has a very interesting shayla. The Gemara says, You're allowed to see others. Why didn't the Gemara say, You're allowed to see something that's not yours. Says the G'ra, Only of a goy you're allowed to see. But of an irreligious Jew, you're not allowed to see. So if another Jew comes into your house with chametz it's your problem. Now obviously, a Jew is not going to come into your house with chametz. But whatever, if the worker is not religious, but he's Jewish, it is your problem if he has chametz in your house. You will be over Baal Yerah, Baal if another Jew brings chametz into your house. So, you're not kainat. Of you're not kainat. Of um... Let's talk about Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach, you know how to do malacha after Chatzos. Uh We spoke about this many times, whether it's, uh, there are different reasons for it. Some Rishainim say, because uh, we want you to prepare for the Seder and for Yomtiv, so we make an Iser malacha, it's like Chalamayed. Some say it's because of the time of the Shechita of the Karven Pesach. The Pnei Yeshua says, it's the Ereisa. That, that era of Pesach after Chatzos is what? It's Pesach. That six hour interval is Pesach. From the night and on is Chag HaMatzos. Be it as a may, it's very important to remember, if you're going to take a haircut, to do so before Chatzos era of Pesach. You want to shave, make sure you do so before Chatzos era of Pesach. If you forgot to, don't worry. Lag Boimer is just around the corner. Okay? So, you know, it's, it's, it, will, it will come in no time. So, what? Chodesh is on Friday. Rish is Friday so then you could take a haircut Friday Rish Chodesh is Friday Shabbos Shabbos. if it's Shabbos if Rish Chodesh is Shabbos so L'Kovit Shabbos and Rish Chodesh maybe okay interesting oh that's good to know so then it's Kedai to keep as you know it's Kedai to keep uh, the second Svira why? most people keep the first Svira but you're allowed to switch every year you don't, you don't have to keep the same sphere every year. So in such a case, it's kedai to keep the second sphere. It's much easier. No, it's kedai to keep the first sphere this year, right? It's kedai to keep the first sphere because this way you have a you have a break in between. Okay. Well, so era Pesach, remember to do malacha. Now there's this uh, misnomer going around that when a woman hears kiddush from her husband the night of Pesach, she should not make an she should not answer amen to the husband's Shekhyyanu. Why? Because she already made a Shekhyyanu, had lakas neirais. So she doesn't need the husband's Shekhyyanu. So for her to answer amen, it would be a hefzik. So some say she should not answer amen. I believe Rav Shtonbach writes that in his Haggadah. Rav Moshe says that it's not correct. That any time the Mavarik needs to make a bracha, it's not a hefsik on the part of the one answering Okay, let's talk about products. Do you have to get yourself this like list and check every single product? You know, I, I have a Windex. Let me check that there's no um, pizza in the Windex. You know, did they put, did they put falafel in the, in the Windex? So the basic rule is like this. That you know you're, you're welcome to get the list and check all your products. But the basic rule is that products don't have to be checked. Most people don't eat Windex, most people don't eat, um, I don't know, they don't eat soap. Unless you eat bars of soap, then you have to check it. Um, Here are the things you need to check. All the products are your shampoos and uh, and your creams, they're all good. But here are the things you need to make sure. If they have alcohol, then you're going you're to check it. You want to make sure there's no alcohol in it. Because denatured alcohol could be chamez. Even though people are not eating the product, there are people who could extract alcohol from products, and then you could drink it. I'm not saying uh, there are people who do that. So uh, products that have denatured alcohol, what has denatured alcohol? Maybe uh, perfume, a cologne, um, uh, once in a while a shampoo, Deodorant, but um, so de- so products are good unless they have uh, certain kinds of alcohol in it. Or um, the other things you have to be careful about are things you put in your mouth. If you're putting it in your mouth, you want to make sure it's kosher Pesach. So toothpaste, mouthwash. Um, same thing goes for women's makeup. Women's makeup is fine; it's all good, except for lipsticks You should make sure is. Uh, Pesachik, because that's you know that might touch the food. Um, everything else, you know, you're welcome to spend the next four days going through all your products. But those, this is the simple way to do it. The simple way is products are good, except if they have uh, certain kinds of alcohol or you're putting it in your mouth. Medicines, medicines that you swallow, they're good. Medicines, medicine that you swallow is fine. That's not eating. Okay? However, that's medicine that's prescribed. Vitamins, nobody has any idea if they do anything or not. We know they go in on one end. We know whether anything happens in the interim, nobody has any idea. So those need to be kashu pesach because they're not, you know, they're not medically uh, mandated. Somebody's low on iron and the doctor says they have to take iron, so then you'll have to take it and it doesn't have to be koshula pesach. But if you're just taking, you know, life extension pills or other stem, um, other vitamins that who knows what they do so you take them why not take them during the rest of the year Pesach you can take them if they're kosher Pesach if you don't know if they're kosher Pesach nothing, ha- well, nothing bad will happen if you miss it for 7 days probably maybe something good will happen if you miss it but, but uh, anyway so, so that's the thing with medicine with vitamins um, and Be'ezus Hashem uh Everyone should have a khanakash of Sameach. And we'll see everybody uh mincha today. Yeah, mincha? Mincha Bizmana today. Shkoyach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahanyTime.com.